Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Eric Gunawan, the head of forensics for Law in Order, a provider of e-discovery services in Australia. Hi, Eric. How are you? Very well. Thank you, Ari. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to speaking with you today. So tell us about your background and your role at Law & Order. I am the head of forensics at Law & Order. I've got experiences across the spectrum of the e-discovery and computer forensics. Been around working with law firms, consulting firms, as well as service providers. So I'm very much excited to be spending some time here talking to Ari. So in terms of Law & Order, we are essentially the one of the leading end-to-end provider in terms of the e-discovery space in Asia-Pac. We've got about close to 400 staff spread across from computer forensics, data processing, hosting, managed document review, e-hearing, and we have a massive team of essentially hard copy processing as well. We've been established since 1999. We've got about 12 service lines now, essentially servicing our clients across Australia, Singapore, Hong Kong, and India. You personally have a range of experience in many different jurisdictions. What variations do you see in how law firms, consulting firms, and service providers leverage technology? It goes, I think, with different spectrums. I've got years of experience in working with law firms prior to joining the consulting firm, and now with, obviously, Law & Order as one of the providers here in Australia. Ultimately, they wanted to achieve the same outcome, which is to help the client to achieve that winning strategy in in terms of essentially their legal cases. What I would say the difference between the three is the way to get there. Law firms will obviously have essentially the litigation support as their supporting vehicle. My time in the US, I was working with leading law firms based in Philadelphia and New York, whereby we as part of the e-data team. We are our own practice line. The majority of our clients are internal. You've got the litigation team, you've got the M&A team, but most often we actually work closely with corporates as well, you know, pharmaceutical healthcare company. So e-discovery is obviously a bigger beast in the US. When I moved to the consulting firm, again, the priority would be the risk perspective. Obviously cost is one thing, but with if you're working with the big four, you need to make sure that all your workflow processes are defensible and risk-free. Ultimately, anything that you do within your practice area will affect the brand as a whole. If you're working with the big four, that will have a trickling effect. Service providers is a bit unique in a way that we have a lot more leverage in terms of delivering our services. We develop various custom workflow scripts. Our conflict check is very slim in a way that we can get things around pretty quickly. And our workflow, in terms of scalability, we have the ability to turn over or churn staff in getting some contractors to be able to do things in a timely manner. And it's probably less bureaucracy as well when it comes to providers like us. So I would say the three will present its own challenges, but then ultimately we are here to to help the end client to win a legal strategy. Given the challenges that you mentioned, how easy is it to recruit and retain legal technology professionals in Australia? I would say at the moment, the market is very much in the unique position. So we have about five royal commissions over the last three years. When I 
moved back to Australia in 2016, we were just at the end of the Child Abuse Royal Commission in the Northern Territory. And then I was very much involved in the subsequent Royal Commission, which is the Financial Services Royal Commission. And then you've got quite a few now with the Drug Royal Commission. You've got the police inquiry and so on. So I would say that's really changed the way talent is being recruited. People are on high demand. I mean, as soon as they finish uni, even though they don't really have any e-discovery background, as long as they have like computer degree or even legal degree or cybersecurity degree, you are most likely potentially end up doing some e-discovery work. What challenges it presents is the short experience stuff in the legal technology market as well as the high amount of salary that these, these people would typically ask. You'll be looking at over six digits for the people with two to three years of experience in e-discovery, which is quite high compared to when I first started about 15 years ago. You mentioned Australia's unique class of public inquiries known as royal commissions. What are they and how do they impact the legal technology community? The royal commission is essentially a public inquiry. And this is typically held in most of the Commonwealth countries like the UK, Australia, Canada, New Zealand. It is the government decision to actually hold one of these inquiries in relation to what the public is most concerned about. So when I mentioned about the Child Abuse Royal Commission, I mean, there's, there's quite a few cases back in the early 2000s about a lot of the children being abused in the Northern Territory, a lot of the Torres Strait Islanders or the Aboriginal community whereby children get separated from the parents and a lot of mistreatments around there. So the government will decide which inquiry they wanted to prioritize and hold. And over the last six to seven years, I mean, we have seen uh, an increase by about 200% with the amount of inquiries that they've generated. So from the legal technology perspective, how that would affect them is obviously we talk about talents, we talk about the need to essentially ramp up the technology to allow service providers or consulting firms like us to serve our law firm clients or even corporate clients as well. The Royal Commission typically starts by the government handing out essentially what we call a terms of references, listing all the issues that the industry will need to answer. One of the recent Royal Commission is the Age Care Royal Commission. So mistreatment of elderly when they go into the care home. So quite a few terms of references deal with abuse, lack of care, substandard care, and so on. So. Once the term of reference is being handed out to the individual providers, they will then retain law firms to essentially fight for their behalf. We typically work with them directly with the law firms as well as with the providers, corporates. And ultimately, just like with traditional e-discovery, you will start with collection, processing, review, and then production of the relevant materials to the commission. And then that request, we call them essentially notice to produce. And notice to produce can vary in terms of timeline. They can be as generous as, for example, two to three weeks to respond to a notice for large complex matters, or it can be as short as four hours. They email the company 9 a.m. in the morning. They have to respond, say, within six hours. They need to produce documents by 3 p.m. on the same day. So it can be quite challenging for some companies if they're not prepared for it. You mentioned 
a starting salary for certain legal technology professionals, even those with just a couple of years experience in the six figure range. What kind of skills are you looking for and how do you recommend that people get those skills that are most desirable for your team? I would say it comes really down to experience and it's very hard. People come and go, people join a firm or a company or a provider and then they leave after 12 months just purely because someone else is offering a better salary. And in some cases we have seen that number to double. So it can be quite challenging, but I think the issue is that one, the market actually allows that to happen because we just don't have enough people. And then the second thing is the government have actually started introducing essentially a um, high skill visa. So we are seeing essentially more and more people from Canada, the US, and even in Asia to essentially come to work in Australia as part of that legal technology community, which is great. I think it keeps the market in balance. What in terms of what I'm looking for when I recruit is really about the experience, the project management skills, the communication skills. I mean, technical, we've got a wide range of technical people with technical skills. So any skills can be learned. But one thing that can be quite difficult to train is essentially those soft skills and be able to communicate, project manage, negotiate, because it's all about negotiations when, when it comes to critical time frame and you need to produce documents. And, and that's what I'm looking for, the experience around that area. Where do you see the legal market in Australia headed? So with the never-ending World Commission, we almost see guarantee in terms of growth in the legal technology space over the next, I would say, five years. So there will never be a short of work in Australia. And I think we are slowly but surely catching up with the likes of the UK and in the US in terms of getting our disclosure process in place. So there is a lot more buy-in from the courts, all the way from the Supreme Court to federal court and high court about essentially using technology to assist with your disclosure process, which is great. Back when I started with this industry 15 years ago, we are still working with hard copy production, which is quite challenging. So we are getting a lot more buy-in from the judicial as well as from court about getting things done electronically. In terms of Outside of the legal technology, obviously, we need to keep up with the data privacy regulation change. We've got GDPR recently in Europe. So I think Australia will need to keep up with that. We've got Data Privacy Act from 1988, which have been subsequently gone through various revisions. But if we wanted to remain competitive from the corporate perspective, investment perspective, making sure that the shareholders feel that we are part of the strong economy, I think we need to do something, well, the governments will need to do something and with the community about making sure that the data privacy laws are kept up to date. When that happens, there'll be a lot more work outside of the Royal Commissions with the cybersecurity, incident response, threat hunting about making sure that the corporates are aligned in terms of managing their data governance. And I think there'll be a lot more work for us as the computer forensic and e-discovery providers. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Eric Gunawan, the head of forensics for Law & Order, a provider of e-discovery services in Australia. Eric, thanks so much. Thank you, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.